0: <laughs> Kate! Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about Louise. We
1: need to Zoe. talk to someone about
0: Louise. <laughs> Today's episode of Gotta Be Done is recorded on the lands of the Ghana people of the Adelaide Plains and the Wurundjeri lands of the Kulin Nation in Melbourne. We pay our respects to elders, past and present, and to any First Nations people who are listening and loving Bluey. Kate McMahon, <laughs> Mary Bowling, how Hi. many wheels do you
1: have? <laughs> I can't, like, talk me through it.
0: How many are we working with?
1: I'm ashamed to say I had to Google all wheel drive v four wheel drive for this episode. We are, of course, talking about explorers, um, where, uh, like, so many people who've gone before him, um, Hamish Blake, aka Jack's dad, is done in by a sat nav fail. Um, so. It's very relatable, Mary. I mean, there was a whole genre of news stories for many years about, you know, just the crazy places that people mm. ended up because their sat told them to drive. Yeah, uh, yeah, usually in the middle of lakes, which, yeah. you know. At what point do you just go, hang oh. on, there's water there and I won't continue driving? I don't know the way to Jack's school. Why not? Well,
0: I've only been there twice and I just put on satnav and zone out.
1: It always astonished me, really. Like, at what point is the brain engaged? But maybe like Jack's dad, they were just sitting in there and zoning out, so. Really is
0: the other side of robots are going to take over the world, just the people who are like, no, we trust the
1: robots implicitly. (laughs) In the lake. (laughs) Um, I think there is something to be said, though. Like, for me not needing to rely on the sat-nav to get around was a real marker of time when we got to Adelaide. It's like, oh, this is the first time I've gone to the shops on my own without having the sat-nav on just in case. This is the first time I've gotten to the city on my own without needing to look at the map. You know, things like that became sort of almost like markers. Uh, Yeah. Good point.
0: You're making me realise I I was a late adopter of sat-nav.
1: Oh. And –
0: I don't think I've ever moved anywhere where like in the time that sat-nav was available to me because I was a late adopter. By
1: by sat-nav I mean like Google Maps for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I don't have a sat-nav. But but even Jack's dad I think, it's just his phone, right, and it's died.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, why don't you have a charger in your phone, Jack's dad? Like, surely this oh, is like one hundred and one, one of
0: those. So, yeah, you I don't
1: have like, a charger I, in your car. I'm
0: Feeling, I, I am Jack's dad, just disorganised, <laughs> <laughs> no idea, etc. Oh. So, yeah, I've just I, worked I, out what to get you for it. Christmas.
1: So, <laughs> it'll change your life. Oh my goodness. Okay,
0: excellent.
1: Um, it's coming from the lady that has at least two in every vehicle, because you know. <laughs> This is bad. I don't know the way to Jack's school. Why not? Well, I've only been there twice, and I just
0: put on satnav and zone out. Oh man, I don't know how we're going to find Jack. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> from useless parents to overachieving kids. I love where this episode starts because oh, same. Same. we have finished discovering Antarctica. Like, just job done. Dust it off. Ah, uh, these
1: these pups, they're good. <laughs> So Rusty in this moment is wearing like um sort of a knitted like like it's very Shackleton vibes like yes yeah, oh absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah um did you ever read the there's the most amazing long form um article that was published in the New Yorker years ago now um and it was about um. Henry Worsley, who is a Brit explorer's um, quest to redo the Shackleton, like, coast-to-coast in Antarctica adventure. Oh, wow! Yeah, but, like, it's incredible. I really recommend I think um, I Googled it just before talking to you because I was thinking about it, but it's called The White Darkness and it was um, published by The New Yorker, but sensational reading, like just, you know, real heart and chest kind of stuff and highly recommend because it really made me sort of, yeah, just watching that little scene, even though it was so fleeting, but yeah, yeah. really Shackleton-esque kind of, you know, oh. that great age of Antarctic exploration. And and Shackleton, by all accounts, was a failure. You know, he died in masses of debt. He wasn't considered particularly successful. And it was only really after his death, when he was rediscovered, that um he was sort of lauded as a person who really, you know, had fairness and things like he made he made the rich people on the ship do the same tasks as the minions and all that stuff. Okay, sort of thing. Mm. In, I must admit I'm not really up on
0: my explorers. Like I know Shackleton Antarctica, and I'd mm. always assumed he was kind of one of the more better at his job ones than the really. <laughs> cause, you kind of, you put Explorers and Australia together and, and the big ones are Burke and Wills who just categorically useless. Like, you know, getting their men to carry like a full size dining table because obviously that's what they're going to need out there.
1: Like, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so- I still, um, we used to live in many ponds in Melbourne and at one point and there's like a statue of them in the park because that was as far as they got from the, from the town on their first day of exploring. And it's like 5 k's up the road, I like guess. You know, <laughs> Actually, like for me up to a win yeah. as well. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you can imagine that. And apparently one of them got on a horse and went straight back to town to see their mistress or something <laughs> like that afterwards. So, like, it really wasn't, um, yeah, the Aww. best adventure start. So, yeah, um, Shackleton making everyone more equal on board for me is, is a much better option. But maybe it's Rusty. You know, he was very um, collegiate, I think, when he's welcoming Coco and Bluey and Jack.
0: Listen up, sailors. This will be a long and dangerous journey. Oh, but as long as we don't give up, we'll make it
1: back to Australia. And Jack's like, can I, can I scrub the decks? And he was like, yeah, sure, you know, hook uh-huh. yourself out. Love that vibe. Um, absolutely,
0: and he, and prepared to be sort of take the inspirational role as well. His uh kind of rousing speech of "Listen <laughs> up, you know it's long and dangerous, but as long as we don't give up." Mm-hmm. But next minute, hey, now, Rusty, honey, time to go. Oh, my well, mum's here. Bye. Hey, what? How will we get back to Australia?
1: Oh, and I was I so excited, be um, because Ooh. Rusty's mum. Is it's Ooh. the first time we've ever seen her, and it's Jane Hall, um, the lovely yes. Neighbours actress uh, turned radio star. At one point, she used to do what was it, Jane and Chrissy in the mornings? Oh, that does ring a bell. Yeah, one hundred one or something like that. So, um, yeah, so that was a nice little thing. She did it all together now, still smoking hot, I have to say. But you know,
0: <laughs> I'm glad you checked that. Yeah, uh, I
1: did. Yeah, look, all all I know, Jane
0: Hall from is from neighbors but um did she make the the final episode was she one of the because the the Australian what would you call it like soap yeah, well yeah soap is probably the <laughs> word i was going to say institution but maybe so let's leave it at soap
1: um <laughs> I love where your brain is going, this is my brain on Neighbours. Yes. (laughs) It is an institution. Like Ramsey Street is probably one of our biggest TV exports. Yeah. Along um, with Home and Away. The drama hit the for real life
0: world this year when it actually got cancelled after 50 bajillion years Um, and they brought back everyone. It was a huge six months ago probably uh, final episode and – uh, killed off every I don't think they did actually kill off everyone but you know the character arcs were kind of put to bed um yeah. but
1: yeah I just like just this week announced nah, it's coming back <laughs> I did see that although um controversial because apparently a lot of the cast members weren't told they've only got like four of the main uh-huh. star Wars on board <laughs> so and everyone be- else was just like Oh, what? so yeah, so they could also learn a thing from Shackleton, you know, get everyone on board before mm. you sail the
0: ship. Uh, I did love uh, Daily Pearson, who's the producer of Bluey, having a hot take on the the Neighbours is back video involved oh. some of the characters, like the key characters of Neighbours, so. Uh, Susan uh, and Carl and Cody um, all kind of like, hey, look, did you hear we're back? And uh, it, it was a bit of a trip, but then Daly kind of said, well, so if the characters, and they're all cal- telling each calling each other their own characters' names, so the characters in The New Neighbours are aware that they're on a soap opera, like this is going to take it in a whole new direction. Oh, it's so, like, yeah. so meta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so no, I, I might be tuning into that, but it was a, a good take from
1: Daly. <laughs> I love that. Now, a bit like these
0: pups, they know it's only a game, but the dipping in and out of the game in this episode is uh, a wonder to behold because of the commitment when they are in the game and then how quickly they drop it when a parent turns up to pick them up. <laughs> and it's Rusty out first and he's gone from inspirational leader to assigning that role to Jack. You're standing the closest, but I don't know how to get to Australia. Just sail that way for six
1: weeks and don't give up.
0: And and we're like, oh, yes, you know, I love those two and their dynamics so much, but it was kind of crushing to hear why Rusty has assigned Jack the leadership of this
1: all-important voyage. Uh, I mean it just sums it right up doesn't it uh, but you know sometimes leadership is handed to to people who may not necessarily feel ready for it and they've got to they've got to step into the breach so I think Jack does that actually really beautifully and you do see that arc through the episode where you know he's gone from being really uncertain and sort of more just like trying to feel his way um yeah. to you know really just like no it's all on me and I'm gonna do this and you know I and that to me is like the brene Brown kind of moment actually of the episode Mary um <laughs> or one of them there's probably another one too but yeah I I really like how um we see that development of Jack through the episode and he's gone from you know like we have to remember um from army that when he showed up at the school he didn't really, you know, he was new and didn't really have friends and mm. now he's sitting in a boat and not just a side character, he's, he's leading the ship. So I, I just love this for him. Swabbing the decks is also a key role as well. So yeah, no, it's
0: not... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He's, he's central to this game even before this episode starts. Um, and, yeah, it's it's kind of, to me, a classic, like, greatness thrust upon him mm-hmm. kind of uh, trope that he's absolutely not ready for. Um, and on that theme, cue Jack's dad. Like, I'm loving <laughs> how they're both in the same boat <laughs> slash yep. all-wheel drive. Oh, this isn't good. Oh, this isn't good. <laughs>
1: That's a good parallel, actually. Um, And for people who maybe haven't um, heard of Who Jack Dad is before, we should probably just go there for a second. But it's um, Australian comedian, multiple gold logies are like our equivalent of like, I guess, what, the Golden Globes or the Bastos or something for TV. Like it's like – a Primo Television Award, and he's won the Gold Logie twice, I want to say. Is the Gold Logie a popular vote or it's, is it? It is a popular vote. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, so Mary's instantly just a bit like, mm, well, <laughs> maybe not quite as illustrious, and that's very true. But, no, he's a very popular. <laughs> you a popularity contest? Uh, no, I, I,
0: I'm all for it. Uh, but, yeah, I, I was just – questioning whether it actually is, whether those other kind of illustrious titles are also popular voted. I feel like it <laughs> used to be that. No,
1: Hamish, I, I you deserve it all. I'm, this is not uh, a diss. So, so when we were at uni, Mary and I were um, part co-hosts of a show called The Smoking Guns on student yes. radio, Sin FM. And I feel like, Mary, maybe you're still a little bit bitter that the one time <laughs> we were nominated for awards... These young hotshot kids, Hamish Blake and Andy Lee, uh, scooped the pool, <gasps> depriving us of our award. So. I had forgotten that actually. Yeah, I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, Maybe it's just simmering in the background. So. Yeah, clearly. No, I,
0: I am a 110% Hamish Blake fan. Um, and actually, He's. I've been binging him lately because he's got no. a podcast.
1: Have oh, you really? Tuned no, into I haven't this? listened to
0: it. Um, strap yourselves in because uh, it's got a very catchy theme tune. <laughs> but it's called a catchy theme. How, um, "How Are the Dads Dad," and it's just uh, Hamish, who's a dad of two kids, sitting down with uh, other dads who, generally, famous. Oh, well, there's only there's probably only four episodes out, and they're all, you know. Australian dads who are in the public eye, but um, are we at talking different like stages Hemsworth of life.
1: levels. Or are we talking uh, there like- hasn't
0: been a Hemsworth yet, uh, but the first one was Rob Sitch. Oh, yeah, um, who's from Working Dog, which is an amazing kind of uh, production comedy production crew in Australia, uh, and that was really interesting because Rob Sitch's kids are a bit older. Um, but yeah, it's it's just really not not a comedy podcast, but a super fun chat with dads kind of drilling down into what's worked and what hasn't for them. Mm, And yeah, and it's, it's lovely. Um, I feel like Hamish would probably want to get a bandit healer on if, if he had
1: the contacts. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, clearly he might through Bluey. Mm. Um yeah. Well we see oh speaking of Dave McCormack actually, did you see that um he and Melanie Zanetti? Well of course you would have seen it. everyone tagged this. <laughs> I got tagged like three thousand times. But um that they were on Jimmy Fallon in the US oh, this week. Oh my gosh! Bluey's Big Play made its debut as well at Madison Square Gardens. I mean, this is just next level. It's, it's amazing.
0: Amazing. Like the I've uh been sent a few billboards of Bluey's <laughs> Big Play, like on uh Penn Penn Station. Um, just, you know, epically epic uh kind of taking over New York vibes. Um oh my and God. Yeah, this it's, is it's, it's amazing. Big. Um I this week, so it's not only the week that Bluey takes over uh, the US, but it's also a year, Kate, since Promises aired. So I feel like we're part of <laughs> tangentially, but it's <laughs> kind of there that you can follow <laughs> that string. Promises launching a year later, Melanie and Dave are on uh, <laughs> Jimmy Fallon. Like it's 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 a trajectory. <laughs>
1: Nice to, to mark the anniversary for it. Uh, it must be right. It must be one of those sort of things that feels surreal to all the people involved with the show because they've gone from working in this little Brisbane studio and then Yeah. It's, it's ah. like in the Macy's Thanksgiving parade. I mean, it literally doesn't get much bigger than that. You know? And, like, yeah. Ah, uh, and
0: talking about um you know, Rusty being a good leader that takes the troops along on the journey, um, a lot of the production team from Ludo have gone to New York Aww. to see uh, Macy's Parade and the, um, the opening at Madison Square Gardens of Bluey's Big Play as well, which to me- so many highlights of all the hype in, in the U S but, um, to me that was like, oh, that's, that's the heart highlight. Like I reckon that's my Brené moment from all of this, that it's not just a Joe Brum or the stars, but it's a large proportion of the team and the team who were creating it from the beginning who have been able to be part of that. So I think that yeah, to me is just bluey ethos, rusty ethos. Yeah. I love that pop. (laughs)
1: I love that pup too. Well, Captain, can I still be the sailor that scrubs the deck? Yep. He's, oh, um, so <laughs> let's go back to um, explorers and plot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we've conquered yeah. the US. Uh, yeah. <laughs> back to Australia. Jack's dad is in the car and he's got the brainwave of fo- trying to find someone that can help him to find the Glasshouse Glass House Primary School, I think it is, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, I did a bit of Googling, Mayor and the Glasshouse Mountains are an hour from Paddington, direct, no traffic. So, a bit far Look. from the, the school runs, but not 100% unachievable. Um, but the internets and all the fan sites do tell me that the school, um, as in where Bluey and uh, Jack and everyone go to school, is actually... Uh, called the Sanford Valley Steiner School. And if you look at photos of the two of them online, it's like, oh, yeah, that's 100% Lewis well School. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I have seen those photos. I would endorse that. Just the the very kind of round shape of the main building. Um, mm. yeah, and then,
1: like, there. the water runs as well. It looks mm. like they've got the water runs. But obviously this is set. Um, like, all the backgrounds are in the Glasshouse Mountains, which is – so, from Brisbane, it's an hour north, but kind of inland from, like, Caloundra and Barbey Island. So um, – and one of my – like, it's just so beautiful up there. Um, we've been lucky enough to go up there a couple of times. Um We stayed up in Caloundra for a couple of months when Will was just a baby because he had an underdeveloped windpipe and over the Melbourne winter, I think he was about four months old. Yeah, And we were like, yeah, he he nearly um, got into ICU because he was just having so much trouble breathing. And um, he got well and I remember the specialist saying, oh, well, we'll see you in three weeks, <laughs> you know, and we're like, oh, we yeah. don't want to be going through this ever again, let alone in three weeks' time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like, no, there's lots of germs in Melbourne. So yeah. And we were like, well, what can we do? And he jokingly said, oh, well, I suppose you could move up to Queensland. And Tim <sighs> was due long service leave and I was on mat leave. And we we're like, yep, we'll go up to Queensland. <laughs> and we've just packed everyone up and spent three months going up the east coast of Australia. And we stayed in Caloundra for probably about six weeks. Um, But we went up to the Glasshouse Mountains all the time. And it's almost spiritual up there. It's so beautiful. So, you know, like terrible reason to have to evacuate your state. But But it worked. It worked. (laughs) And bonus, Glasshouse Mountains. It was really beautiful. So, um, yeah, horrible circumstance. But, you know, really nice. And we've been lucky enough to since go up there with you guys. Yeah. Uh,
0: I just love that part of the world, but I don't I don't think I have spent time there since Bluey. I feel like if I went now, I just, everything would seem, it would be hard to not see it through animated lens. <laughs>
1: like,
0: that's is true. that a thing? I yeah, I think I would be looking for Bluey moments, which would be lovely. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I want to go and see how that's changed my perception of it.
1: Yeah, there's something about the light I think up there which mm. um, has been captured so beautifully, actually, in the um, it, from the team with all the art direction and things. But yeah, it's yeah. There's something about how the light's almost a bit softer, and then from the horizon, you've just got these sort of little outcrops of the mountains. And um, it's it's beautiful. And, the, yeah, as the light changes, you do get those pinks and purples oh. and um, shades that we're seeing as the sun is sort of going down a little lower in the sky over the school. Um, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, you might
0: say this the- ad is a pretty uh, this ad <laughs> this ad episode is a pretty <laughs> nice ad for Australia. But I think uh, we'll get to that right. Well,
1: well, let's go there right now because um, Hamish Blake is uh, one of the like, I don't know, Tourism Australia ambassadors. Do you think there's a little crossover here? Do you think maybe (laughs) he was like, if I can get to say this is Australia right at the end, then, you know, I can get paid from them and you? I don't know.
0: Well, I would wonder if the Ludo team were like, well, actually, Tourism Australia, perhaps you could just send that directly to us. like. (laughs) um because i feel like yeah it's it's definitely it's definitely an animated add-on to that this is australia campaign that uh hamish and his wife uh zoe who has been a character on bluey as well yeah. uh did and uh, gosh that campaign was just spectacularly amazing all the more because it was a as we emerge from lockdown let's all travel kind of campaign and you know, as if anyone needed any more <laughs> wanderlust to get out of their house. But yeah, then to have this campaign land—unfortunately, it did land at the start of 2021 when there was another year of lockdown to come, mm-hmm. really, uh, or another year of peak pandemic times. Um, but yeah, it's it's still kind of circulating in the back of my head that yeah, I want to go to all these magical places and. Yeah, not only the campaign, but Hamish and Zoe went to all those places and covered it very comprehensively on their very busy social media handles as mm, well.
1: Mm-mm.
0: So that is a long way to not answer your question, but surely money was flying all over the place, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like cockatoos, just through the sky, uh, Love it. to make it's raining. this episode happen, right? <laughs>
1: Um, we have uh, some people on the way who are trying to help um, Jack's dad and Lulu get to the school. Oh, I'll ask these guys.
0: Oh, mm, um,
1: Starting with, um, and now we should clarify that backpackers. Apparently, this was a thing that they then had to specify in the US version that they that these people who are picking fruit oh, are backpackers and yeah, okay. not like I don't know. Like slave, slave laborers or something, I don't know. Like, what was right? Yeah, uh, that is no,
0: okay, I hadn't picked up on that, but I guess there could have been a why, why are they both from other countries mm. kind of question in the US? Although, I don't think the US is very unfamiliar with immigrant labor. <laughs> no,
1: no, um, so in Australia, there are, um, like working visas, I think, for. People up until what, like thirty or something like that, that are mm. available, and you can come for. I think it's, you know, anywhere from a couple of months on a tourist visa to um, a couple of years on a working visa. But there's requirements about how you have to work. Um, for some, for some visas, to to be able to work, you need to do like fruit picking or like there's like a jobs shortage yes. list, and a lot of them. Uh, like there's it's almost like a rite of passage that a lot of backpackers will go to a regional area and for a few months pick fruit or work in agriculture or something like Mm. that yeah and get paid varying amounts (laughs) between good and bad from yeah we we had a um a nanny work for us for a little while um she was saying that she got something like you know, it was it was almost criminal, basically, but she was picking zucchinis up near Townsville or something. Oh, wow. Okay. You no, know, like just sounded horrible. Um, you know, getting like five dollars an hour or something ridiculous. It looks very <laughs> joyous in this scene that just
0: it's so.
1: being shared. Um, well, you know, there are lots of excellent um and reputable people who are not taking advantage of backpackers. So, well, let's hope that um, and it's nanny nanny Tommen. Hola one of the is she one of the animators she oh, is yeah. yes and, yeah um does the voice of the
0: argentinian backpacker yes and she uh yeah we don't uh australia doesn't just put all uh <laughs> foreign workers to no. uh, to the fields uh there there are many many jobs they do and yeah, she she is from argentina and um worked on mm. i think the first two seasons of bluey or maybe even more i've my favourite work of hers, apart from Bluey generally, is she did an amazing Barky Boats poster styled as uh, the Titanic. So oh. me and Captain were Jack and Rose and um, it's gorgeous. I will share that on our socials again because everyone needs to see uh, that gorgeousness. Um, but, yeah, uh Yes, it was very cool to see Nanny pop up in this one.
1: I'm trying
0: to find my son's school.
1: You don't know what your son's school is? It's because he just puts that nav on and zones out. Yeah, well, I'm not from around here, so... Neither do we. I'm from Argentina. And I'm from France. I don't know who Bryce is, though. Do you know who Bryce is, Mary? Uh, no, and neither does the internet. So, <laughs> look,
0: <laughs> it seems like we can find out anything for internet. a time, We can't really, so... Well, let's know who you are.
1: <laughs> that would be great. Um, we've got Maynard who then turns up um, a bit later, which is comedian um, Sean Chilburra. And we yes. last saw Maynard in the episode Grandad, oh. um, you know, scared about the aliens. Surely we're not that far up. Is Grandad around these parts or do you think Maynard? Oh, oh, maybe. Surely they'd.
0: if he's right next to school. But, yeah, no, may, maybe Maynard has connections to multiple uh, regional <laughs>
1: <laughs> Queensland areas. Yeah. Okay. Um and the other person who was listed was um Shauna Conigan, um who plays the voice of the satnav. And Ah. um is it shana sorry? I I think it's Shauna sounds right. Shauna. Um can't read my own scroll. Um Maybe Corrigan. Corrigan, yes. Shauna Corrigan, yeah. Yes. Um, and I did look for her as well on IMDb and things, but probably the best lead I found was Instagram, where lovely Ooh. person called Shauna was being followed by Daily Pearson. I'm wondering if she's a relative of Daily. Ah, so, okay, cool. Yeah, Yeah. Um, executive producer of Bowie, Daily Pearson. That's a good
0: uh, good episode for just sneaky little voice cameos. Uh, yeah. I'm liking how much ground they cover and uh, the diversity of the characters sneaking in.
1: Yeah, because we see Lee Sales as well, um, Coco's mum, oh, getting yep. a little uh, cameo again after her work in Baby Race. And she also plays the ice cream lady. So we mm-hmm. see her in... Tradies in Ice Cream, um, and there's a tiny little cameo from her character in Quiet Game as well. Yes. So, yeah. Go,
0: go. Time to go. Oh, my mum's here. Uh. Oh, wow. Whoa, we hit a coral reef. Oh, no, I fell overboard. Yeah. I hope you get to Australia. Don't give up.
1: Love Lovely it. Lovely salespeople.
0: Everywhere, everywhere, a bit like giant octopuses when you're out at sea. <laughs> Cause if I can drag us back to the boat, <laughs> drag
1: us back, please. Uh,
0: but Bluey, unfortunately, being dragged away from the boat. There,
1: all fixed. Well done, Captain. we
0: have lost our lot of supplies, but as long as you stay with me, we can. Wee- ah! wee- oh no! The wee- giant octopus is coming. <laughs> It's up to you, Jack! Jack, Love that it's with Bandit in um, Octopus character. Uh, and Bluey's the last to go because how does they – but all the kids have managed to make a pretty dramatic exit, actually. Yeah,
1: so, they? so Rusty was sort of just abandoned ship yeah, um, and then Coco – even though she was told to avoid the coral reef, pretended to slam into a coral reef um, and then threw herself overboard to get to her mum. It kind of does, like,
0: her fate seems the most – potentially fatal <laughs> into a bit of a dark place but it was nice she had you know kind words to say as she disappeared into the deep i
1: don't know being dragged away by an octopus probably isn't a good outcome Not for people actually true so, yeah. yeah okay
0: <laughs> although the octopus does sneak back from the bag i love Ooh. that uh, <laughs> so perhaps the octopus has bluey's
1: best interests at heart <laughs> um it's really cute as well right in the background you see Snickers doing his little sausage roll down the hill um so yeah it's clearly everyone's just living their best life post-school waiting for pickup um but yeah I did love that little nod to octopus from Bandit it's um good to see that the game continues Mm -hmm. to roll on yeah and he's still in character That's one of the real challenges of
0: a recurring game, actually remembering what you did last time that the kids are demanding, but no, Bandit obviously has it down pat.
1: Yeah, I know. So often I'm like, I'll say something and they're like, no, it's like this, mum. So, Uh. yeah. Joe's starting to get attitude as well, Mary. Like, you know, <laughs> okay. he's two prayers. and a half, and yeah. <laughs> Today, I forget what it was. It was like I was saying something to him. Is like, no, it's this. <laughs> it's like, okay. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> so much more to come. I'm having a daily argument with my guys at the moment because all the bottle brushes are in bloom around us, and they Beautiful. are determined that they are called wattle brushes. <laughs> and because I have argued the point with them once, they now bring it up every day. Oh, look, mum,
1: the waddle brushes are out. Oh, God. <laughs> it's one of those things that's so adorable you don't want it to stop, oh, but at the yeah, same no, time no, you're no. like, Bond's going to say it at school and there's some of the bottle brushes and then I'm, I'm happy for them to find out the hard way because they're obviously not
0: <laughs> listening to me. So <laughs> whoever does disabuse them of this notion, fine. Um, but, yeah, it's really, it's really become a war front
1: anyway it's okay the things we you know, argue with children about <laughs> I was insisting that something that was clearly white was yellow today and i felt like i was in a you know that white V blue dress or whatever oh, i give oh, it yeah. is like, <laughs> it's <laughs> white and i'm like no it's yellow it's white my favorite okay. color white
0: wow okay
1: <laughs> it's not his yeah. favorite color i don't know yellow, it could color. be well, it's
0: <laughs> very confusing oh, yes
1: here we go hi you're not from Argentina, are you? No. Great. Do you have a phone charger?
0: I don't have a phone. What? Why not? Oh, I had one, but people just kept ringing it.
1: Oh, man. Let's get back to Maynard for a minute because, you know, he, he demands a high price for his services in helping them find <laughs> the Glasshouse Primary School.
0: I could draw you a map if you want. Oh, yes, a map. It'll cost you, though.
1: Oh, uh, how much? one of those strawberries <laughs> I actually love the chat as well <laughs> like oh, you know? oh yeah
0: it's so good um little sister of jack oh, and what is her name lulu yeah. lulu yeah um in this like kind of really doubling down on the slightly annoying <laughs> kind of vibe that we first saw in army mm-hmm. <laughs> um and and yeah look you know Hamish slash Jack's dad starts this episode seemingly pretty unflappable. He's doing that dad thing, well, parenting thing where you just make everything a song to try yes. and you know get yourself through the day. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really Lulu's interjections that are pushing him almost to breaking point. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, whereas Maynard's trying to be polite <laughs> and. Yeah, is there a bigger insult than you look
1: more like a city (laughs) fella? I love that. Um, like if you go and look at the car that they're driving, it looks like it's got Victorian plates still, so clearly they've moved up from Victoria, it's the second time they've been to the school, really don't know where they're going or anything. Mm. Um, but yeah, definitely, Hamish is. Like, Jack's dad is portraying some very, like, you know, we keep things clean, you know, when none of this dirty, getting off-road, bizzo. Uh, Look, mate, just show me the shortcut. Okay, there's an old dirt road just here.
0: Dad doesn't like the car to get dirty. ah you're going to get dirty. Yeah, I love it. But also, yeah, that, that Maynard is prepared, like, You know, Maynard's giving this good advice, which is quite noble because as a Queenslander he'd know that this is a Victorian and actually it's quite fraught relations at the moment. If you talk to a Queenslander generally Mm. and and it's made a lot of headlines in the past kind of 12 months to two years, uh, the Victorians moving to Queensland... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, <laughs> uh, it's become almost like a trope, hasn't it? Like you know, uh, uh, yeah, because um, obviously Victorians went through, well, not obviously, but Victorians did go through um, a couple of very big years of lockdowns, etc. I think it's more um, legend I- than. Backed up by
1: huge numbers, but a lot of Victorians have moved to Queensland. Eighty thousand or something people have moved up over the last twelve months to Queensland. So I don't think it's no, like that is big, but not all from Victoria, possibly, and and people do leave Queensland
0: as well. (laughs) Anyway, um, but the yeah, like the anecdotal stuff. Uh, I had um a Queenslander who I work with tell me recently oh, I just can't even get a seat at my cafe on a Saturday morning anymore. <laughs> and that was Victorians' fault. So Maynard is clearly very big-hearted in that he's prepared to help these useless <laughs> Victorians who are probably stealing seats at cafes when they're not lost in the Glasshouse Mountains. <laughs> oh,
1: here it is. This is the shortcut.
0: What does this sign say?
1: It says the road is only for cars that are four-wheel drives.
0: It's No, it's an all-wheel drives.
1: So Jack is flailing in the boat. He's run out of supplies. He's looking up to the sky. Calypso's checking in very kindly and he's like, yeah, I'm all good. But, you know, like there's there's a level of drama going on here. And then in the meantime, Jack's dad finds this path and he's faced with that choice, you know, Mm -hmm. does he – Plow on in in his all wheel drive rather than a four wheel drive, um, uh, or does um, does Jack have to wait it out? You know, possibly beyond <gasps> what he can withstand. Um, tell me your feelings at this moment, Mary. Literally looking at the fork in the road. Yeah, I I love how obviously Jack's drama
0: is all very much uh, in his imagination. <laughs> I think um, Jack's dad's drama might be also a bit in his imagination. Like he's drummed this up as just the worst thing that's ever
1: happened. <laughs> so oh, I think there's, there's nothing worse, right? Oh, when you just it's... know that your kid is waiting and then you're not there. Like, yeah, it doesn't happen that often, but when it does, oh my god, you just feel so guilty. <laughs> Every minute, it's sort of like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, <laughs> you know.
0: Uh, yeah, no, that is true. I've I've felt those feels. It's uh, the race against daycare uh, mm. uh, closing doors, uh, which they obviously don't kick the kids out. You, they just charge you for yeah. every minute that you're late. But uh, yeah. but yeah, uh,
1: I've I've raced that clock, and yeah, it is heart stopping. And no but. one wants to be that parent at like five fifty nine when your daycare closes at six, and you go oh. in, and your child is like literally the only one in, the dark <laughs> in the like looking like a darkened room, puppy looking dog at you like, store. "Where have you been? I've been waiting for you." <laughs> yeah, it's true, <laughs> but you know, they survive. Everyone's um, <laughs> dead.
0: <laughs> it's just so like they've built up to both, um, yeah, both forks so beautifully. Um, and while Jack, you almost, if kids were worried for Jack, I feel like the the Calypso check-in just plays that so nicely that, okay, there's not too much stress here because Calypso's just checked and now all the kids know he's okay, really. But I love it's the check-in from Lulu that gets Jack's dad uh, ready to go on this arduous four-wheel drive only journey. Yeah. How
1: many wheels have we got? Four. Lulu, hold on to your strawberries.
0: Ah! We're coming, Jack! <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It is um, so good. And paste dirt pretty quickly as well because they get through the dirt. Strawberries going everywhere. But back to Lulu's question at the start about the signs of kangaroos. Suddenly, Dad, look! kangaroo. They're
1: driving through, uh,
0: what is it called? A pack of kangaroos?
1: Herd, I don't know what maybe? the collective term is. Hold on. Collective kangaroos. Because I, you know, I love those things. Oh, there's options. It Ooh. could be a court, a um, mob. A mob, her, yeah. A yeah herd, like it's a mob. Or a troop of kangaroos. Yeah. Kind of like a mob of kangaroos. Yeah, no, mob is the
0: superior there. Uh, I'd be rejecting all those others. Um, (laughs) But... I wondered about this. For all the back and forth we've heard about so many different parts of Bluey and bingo needing to be in the four-point seatbelt and everything else, Mm. I would say it's a very bad idea to keep driving through a moving mob of kangaroos.
1: Look, um, kangaroos are one of the deadliest things on the road really. Like how many people have you known over the years, Mayor, who have written off their car after a roo has jumped out of nowhere and just like, yeah.
0: Should say more deadly for the kangaroos than the people usually, but
1: Absolutely. very bad for
0: cars as well.
1: Very very bad. My parents rode off their car actually when they got oh hit my by gosh. kangaroos once. Yeah, mm. just you know, driving at dusk between Adelaide and Melbourne. You know, yeah, any
0: solid, and yeah, dusk is a scary time to drive. I think I did Gladstone to Townsville at dusk once. Well, it wasn't all dusk because it was 50 million hours. But, yeah, the that twilight point, like, there were just kangaroos, like, standing next to the road, lining the road, and you're just like, don't move, don't move, don't move. Like, I think yeah. I was crawling at about 40 at this point. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, Jack's dad clearly doesn't know that roos can jump in front of your car. and. <laughs> Like, even if Tourism Australia has uh, exchanged dollar bucks for this episode, <laughs> I think it's on them, the next tourist, that hits a kangaroo.
1: Oh, no, no. Okay, fine. It's maybe just, maybe it's I think fine. we just need to specify it's not recommended. Like, don't drive <laughs> through the kangaroos, drive away from. Yeah.
0: Or oh, just but, stop and let them pass. And yeah. But,
1: yeah. It is very heartwarming, though, I have to say, to see, you know, like, them dry. it's a it's a beautiful shot. It's almost like something cinematic, really. You know, the car careening through with these kangaroos dropping, jumping on either side. And really harks back to what Lulu was saying earlier in the episode as well. You know, like, we see signs for kangaroos, but we never see them. And, I don't know, for me... This is probably the other Brene moment of the episode because it's a letting go. It's a letting go of that, you know, I need to keep my world in order. It's Mm. like I'm going to let it go for my kid, but then you actually end up going on an adventure. The
0: car is definitely getting dirty. (laughs) (laughs) How good was that? Yeah, I liked it. Ah, Just had a lot of Brene moments. I'm not sure I even know mine. Oh. All yours have been good. I think actually mine, to go right back to the start, was Rusty being so honest and telling Jack, look, I have made you <laughs> the captain because you were closest, but still just that doesn't change the fact that I believe you can do it.
1: Clear is kind. It's, you know, like <laughs> he's not mucking around. Love it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. Okay. And. Jack can do it. Jack's dad can do it. Um, the moment that Jack's dad sort of pulls up and sees the school, and it's it's very like we don't need the sat map. It's very where we're going. We don't need roads to me.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so I've got those words written down. Yes, yeah. like very back to the future kind of yeah, great.
0: Yeah, yeah. Anything's possible vibes. Um, and yeah, the actual like. Jack, so in my mind, the card getting closer startles uh, um, the cockatoos, and that's why the cockatoos fly over Jack. Yes. Is that, is that that's pretty what much I, what happens? Yeah. That's what I was believing. Yes. Okay, cool. So then he sees the cockatoos, that triggers. <gasps> land, he must be, Yep, it's very uh, Noah's Ark. Yes. Actually, no, the birds were already on the ark, weren't they? But anyway, yeah, no. you know.
1: <laughs> No, but then they come back, don't they? With yeah, the, yeah. With the so tree. yeah, there's hope. So, hope. Doves, cockatoos, it works, yeah. Yeah. Cockatoos! Cockatoo Come on, come on.
0: Yes. For me the the finally being reunited is a bit underplayed. A bit like actually for real life when you've done that massive sprint to pick up to make it just in time and the kids, nonetheless, you're like, fine, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Where were you?
1: Um, so often with parenting it's the trick, isn't it? It's like something happens and your job is just to play it cool until they, like, register that something's not right and then you console. <laughs> but, like, yes, if yeah. they're not upset, you don't console. It's oh, like, a, yeah, Totally. Like, um, yeah.
0: And, yeah, look, Jack, not upset, just, you, you know, you can see the little... <sighs> jack russell pride um and uh luckily it's a short reunion because uh well a a short moment because it makes beautiful space like the vast stretches of australia for hamish blake to say (laughs) (laughs) well done mate is this australia yeah mate this is australia
1: It's a little bit cheesy, the end, isn't it? But I'll forgive it. Like you know, I'll allow it.
0: And yeah. Look, uh, perhaps could we could we check in with Tourism Australia, say, look for for a free holiday in the Sunshine <laughs> Coast, in the Glasshouse Mountains. We'd allow it. We're prepared to accept it. Uh, <laughs> please put your people in touch.
1: <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Sounds like a plan. I'm I'm a fan. Um, let's quickly talk music, Mary. Oh, I'm let's... very aware that we as always, have spoken for far too long about this episode. Exploring always takes longer than you think, Kate. (laughs) Especially (laughs) if you're carrying a dinner table. So true. Um, But it's an original score by Joff Bush and Steve Peach.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: um, Joff on his Instagram has said, you know, described it as sort of an epic but folksy Australiana score. And you can – to hear that in the instruments that were selected so um it's sort of Joey, yeah. yeah traditional bush band musical instruments um similar to what we sort of heard a little bit in granddad um but you know like there's violins and those sort of twangy guitars if you like mm-hmm. um, and Um, He said that to start with, Steve Peach came up with a theme that hit the adventure meets off-road country, Canyonero vibes, (laughs) and then they added a bubbling away, unobtrusive prelude so that you get that sense of movement throughout. So, yeah, they're really trying to sort of give that sense of almost like the driving, the journey. Okay. Um, Yeah, and then that contrasts the big choirs and soaring violins um, when they're doing that off-road montage. So they're really trying to key into that sublime um, sort of feeling. He said the trick was to make it um, not feel like an ad for a camping store. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, and um, (laughs) if you notice, when they're alternating between Um, Jack, Rusty, Bluey and Coco and Jack's dad and Lulu. There's Mm -hmm. a um, subtle difference between, even though it's the same theme, um, it's almost like there's like a play adventure version and then like the real adventure version and there's that duality between them. Okay, yeah, I can hear that. Big soaring bits for the real adventure and then the play adventure is like a a kiddie version if you like of that main thing. So yes. yes.
0: Um, um should say you mentioned the the big choirs apparently that's our uh, Jazz Darcy who we met in Melbourne. I know yes. oh um, cuz Jazz was in town to go to the screen um music awards uh, which Kate, I'm still reeling from this. Blue was nominated and did not win its category. I think that's a first.
1: Uh, I'm, and in front. I'm <laughs> shook. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. That is not how
0: it's meant to work. I'm sure things will be righted as soon as the next nomination comes around. But, yeah. But meant we got to meet Jazz, so that was amazing. Um, also, this I was getting strong, like, Bound for South Australia vibes from the uh-huh. music in this. Did
1: Do you know that song? I, I, I do, Mary.
0: Like Lucky's dad would sing with gusto. Yeah, um, and,
1: and one that we sang with gusto as well when we were crossing the border from Victoria to South Australia after weeks and weeks and weeks of waiting oh, for our Did past. you give away? We, yeah, there was a little bit of heaving away and definitely a lot oh. of, oh. <sighs> um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, I I hear that actually now that you've mentioned it. Yeah. I'll allow it. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it does have that sort of that classic kind of yeah Australian know, folksy. folks. Yeah, like a John Williamson yeah. or, you know, mm-hmm. like something sort of, you know, like folksy and sort of harshy at the same time. So yeah. Uh-huh. That's a really terrible descriptive word <laughs> is meant to be a word person, but yeah, um, no. Tell me your MVP, Kate. <laughs> oh, I, it has to be Jack Stat. I oh. just think, you know, like, but but then I also love Maynard. So. Yeah. Look, it couldn't have way, without Maynard. Um, could have, and I think for time on screen and impact, maybe I'm swinging the other way. Maybe it is Maynard. So, yeah, all right, I'm going to give it to Maynard. Who are you going to give it to, Mary? Well, in the spirit of giving it to the enabler, I think Rusty
0: nice is where my heart goes first, but um, yeah, Jack, Jack takes the button, uh, button, button, Jack takes <laughs> the button and runs with it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just run with that cute little button uh, um, so yeah, look, I think they're actually inseparable. I think they're the perfect team, mm. Yeah, mm.
1: all right. I'm happy with that. Was there a line for you, Mary, that you were a fan of? Oh, uh, look, <laughs> I think
0: possibly too relatable uh, for a parent. But as Jack kind of does his captain's log at one point and takes stock of a uh, hundred and I think one hundred
1: and two, one hundred and two.
0: No sign of land. The decks need swabbing. <laughs> So, yeah, the decks need swabbing for me is just a constant state of being in my life <laughs> and, yeah, I love it.
1: And given, like, because you are not only mildly but I would say moderately pirate-obsessed and you have been for the <laughs> 18 years that I've known you, so, yeah, I love that there's a little bit of a pirate theme going on in there. Yeah, pirates are known to swab, no doubt. Uh, what's your <laughs> line? Um, I think for mine it was Maynard actually and he was sort of like, Oh yeah, you're gonna get dirty like you know, like <laughs> I just it to me it was just like it's 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 a leaning into and embracing of that surrender to what's gonna lie ahead. You know, like you're gonna get dirty and for me there's like a deeper level for parenting in general. Oh, you know yes. you're gonna get dirty. You can't keep the nice stuff. <laughs> and you can't just continue on the way that you were, um, you, change is inevitable and you've got to embrace it. And I think, you know, that's a lovely takeaway uh, for me anyway. Uh, just may not drop
0: in truth bombs. I hope yep. he's coming back soon. I love You're it.
1: You're going to get dirty.
0: <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I think we're there. Um. One really Really, really, really quick piece of mailbag. Grace oh, okay. really? looking at me. Why?
1: I know um, that we're nearly at an hour, and we're, you know, like, so I just, it's up to you. Nah, let, it's, no, it's, you're doing the edit. That's uh, up can to hold you. Hold on
0: for future episodes. <laughs> uh, we have given you every ounce of our Explorer blood, sweat, and deck swabbing I feel uh
1: so, but yeah. you can find us on social if you do need <laughs> a little bit more in your life you can find us it's blueypod on Facebook and Instagram Bluey Podcast on Twitter and email us it's blueypod at gmail.com
0: all those things Kate uh efficient at the end <laughs> I'm glad uh, it was efficient. I will see point. It efficiently uh, <laughs> next week for more explorations. It's uh, it's been an adventure, and it really has. until <sighs> next
1: it's
0: gotta to be, be done. done. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Okay, so you just keep
1: following that road, and you're there. Woo! Great. How long will that take? Ah, ages.